Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. You've tuned in to I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Welcome. Good morning. We're so glad to have you with us today. And I just, I want to encourage you, if you have not yet subscribed to the I Work For Him podcast, now's a great time to do that. Um, you can stay up to date. I've been engaging in a lot more podcasts over the last couple of months, and I know that um, it's an opportunity for people to um, get that information at a time that is convenient for you. So I just want to encourage you to go to um, your favorite podcast platform and look for I Work For Him podcast and I Work For Him Power Pod. We have two different options for you right now. You know, if you're a Christ follower and a woman and working, life can be complicated. Life is very likely complicated. What are some of the unique struggles facing, what are some of the unique struggles facing the Christian working woman? Well, you know, I don't know personally, but I have witnessed the struggles and heard from many women, including Martha. We've learned earlier this year about an amazing Christian working woman focused ministry called Women in the Marketplace out of Cincinnati, Ohio, and it's got aspirations for impacting the country. Kathy Book is here to tell us about her Christian working woman story and the story of women in the marketplace. Check them out online, womeninmarketplace.net, womeninmarketplace.net. Kathy Book, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. We're so glad to have you here. And, you know, Kathy, before we really talk about your faith and work journey, just tell us why you decided to be a follower of Jesus. Oh, that's a great question. Um, For me, this question is one where I grew up following Jesus. So it wasn't a decision that I feel like that I made later in life. I know so many people have that story of that one moment, that one impact story. But I have a family that was very um, Catholic. My mom and dad had very strong faith and we grew up in the faith. So I was at Sunday school every week. I loved it. I had a lot of Christian friends growing up. So I think of my story as more of a journey in faith. It's more of growing closer in relationship with God. And probably, I guess it's been two years ago, I decided a little bit like Jesus got baptized before he started his ministry. I did get baptized, not as a moment of accepting Jesus for the first time, but as a a witness to the ministry is beginning and I'm stepping up in faith and showing others what it looks like to follow Jesus on an everyday basis. Mm. So, so it's just been cool. a series of life events. And, and for many, I mean, the journey for everybody is a little bit different. And that's what I love about it. We've asked that question, well, several thousand times on the air. And the story is different for everybody. But that's because there's seven and a half billion of us on the planet or close to that. And every one of us experienced God in a different way uh, because we are all unique, but we, yet we are still as image bearers. So Kathy Book, what's your faith and work story? Tell us about... I mean, don't go into women in in the marketplace just yet, but tell us about your faith and work story. How did God lead you where you're at today? Absolutely. For me, faith and work were very separate. Um, I had a career for about 22 years at the Kroger company. And I believe that faith was something that I did outside of works. Faith was about serving people. So it was what I did on the weekends. It was what I did serving the homeless, or I worked as part of youth group. Faith was active, but it wasn't necessarily work. Work was a way to make money. Work was a way to make a living. Work also provided money to go and do service, 
but I didn't necessarily think of faith and work as a journey together. Um, but I did see God in my faith, like our faith in my work. And so I had, you know, instances where God would call me into certain things of my career. My career path was fully led by my faith, but the two together, I didn't see faith and work as something that I needed to show my faith through my work until much later in life. That didn't really change until later. So what made it change? Where did, what was your aha moment? Uh, For me, there were two of them. One was a manager who called me into her office and said, hey, I know that you like serving the homeless, that you have this strong faith. I know you're a Christian. I understand that. She was like, but why are you a different person here at the office? And I just sat there and I thought, "Uh, what? Like, I'm I'm a different person? And she's like, yeah, you are not the same person, but I know you and I know who you are. So if you want to be successful, you need to figure out how to bring that person to work and be the same person in both places. And I think it was needing that permission. I never really had anyone say that it was okay to bring your faith. It always felt like if I were going to care about people and and that was not going to make me successful, that I was going to be weaker as a leader, that I needed to show that I was strong and that strength wasn't Faith, strength was success. Strength was winning. It was um, having negotiations. It was it was something more like that and not necessarily relationships and building into the people either on my team or even um, clients that were working with us. So, so what did you do with that question? I took it into a, a challenge. Honestly, it, it was something that shifted my perspective completely. Shortly after that, I had a teammate, a team member, who um, ended up in the hospital with a brain bleed because of the stress that he had from the job. Mm. And I know that my role as a leader was contributing to that stress. And that to me was God showing me, look, what's more important, the business or this person's life? And to me, there was no turning back at that point. The conversation she had, the timing of that happening was the eye opener that said, you know, we're selling groceries. Like we're putting groceries on the store. Feeding people is important, but this person's life, the stress that we place by wanting to put, there's so much pressure on us at work. And really I was taking all of that on and then funneling it down to my team. I wasn't allowing God to take any of that pressure from me. I wasn't bringing any of it to him and asking him to help me through it or to even show me how to, to handle it. And so that, that was a wrestling moment for me that, that ended up ultimately causing me to walk away. Like I I ended up a year and a half later leaving that 22 year career as an executive, but knowing I couldn't live out, I couldn't be the person I wanted to be and work there in an executive role, at least not at the moment that I was doing it. I needed to walk away and spend time understanding what does faith and work mean? Is it even possible? I didn't understand if it was something that was even doable. Um, But I knew I couldn't continue to put that kind of pressure and and stress on my people and also on myself. So in the last year and a half, half as you've studied this and if you've gone through this journey and you've really just gone, okay, God, what does this look like? What have you learned? What have you learned about that connection between faith and work? Is it even possible? Yeah. Well, I learned that it's certainly possible. And And actually that work is not toil when we can do it. 
So I think so many times we believe in the Bible whenever it talks about the beginning and, and when sin occurred and then work was this toil. But because Jesus, like that is redeemed, our work is redeemed, the same as everything else. So for me, once you realize how do you integrate faith and work together, you can fully understand how work can be fruitful, how it can be building relationships, lasting impact, that the work can get done and the work can be fun, but it's not necessarily the work itself that's the most important piece. It's the relationships that we can build and the way that we can talk about our faith and show and show people who God is without necessarily talking about the gospel. Um, that's been an interesting journey is just unpacking every scenario that you would encounter at work. And how would Jesus look at that? What does the Bible say about it? How does it teach us how to manage conflict? How does it teach us how to face rejection that we face when we if we lose a client? How do we face that knowing that was God's plan? Instead of being upset, we rejoice in that and we look for what door is he opening? What is he bringing us because he freed up space in our time for us to look someplace else? I want to go a couple uh, sideways a little bit on you. Some, a sure. couple of directions I didn't plan on going with you. Of but course you, you, you do, because you're Jim. <laughs> because you, you brought up something that I've heard before, and I think it's it's worthwhile talking, because if, if there's one grocer on the line here talking about the stress of the grocery job, uh, there's others listening. I have heard many times of people that are assistant managers, managers of grocery stores, general managers, you know, uh, that, that not just at w- the location where you're at, but the grocery stores across the country it's a lot of stress in that job. Why? Why is working in the grocery business so stressful? Because the margins are pennies. So the money that you make on groceries, what the actual retailer makes is not a lot of money on each sale. And so the pressure for that, that line is so thin that the pressures are there and the competition is there. When you look at the grocery retail industry, if you look at it 20, 15, 20 years ago, and the number of retailers that existed. And if you look at it today, the number that exists today, Kroger and Walmart, maybe one other, are the only ones that existed then and exist today. Hmm. Amazon has changed everything. Like all of the other retailers have changed. Aldi has changed things. Like everything is shifting within that industry. It's so competitive and it's constantly evolving and customers are constantly evolving and demanding more and wanting more freshness and wanting lower retails and wanting convenience, wanting things delivered to their house, wanting it to be you know, online. And, and so I think the demands of it have just become so prevalent and there's so many options for food, right? It, you know, the pandemic has definitely brought people back to the grocery store more, but restaurants on every corner, 50% mm. of sales were going into restaurant business. So we're trying to hold on oh, to that wow. business. That's it's a, a very competitive market. Just a new perspective. You know, I I love it when we talk with different industries, just for that perspective alone, because without the grocery store, we would be, you know, I think we feel entitled. We just don't even think. We'd be hungry. We'd be hungry. (laughs) Um, But we don't even think about the value that they bring to our life. So, you know, I just feel compelled right now to just uh, encourage our listeners, appreciate your grocer. Like when you go in, smile at them, look in their face, thank Mm -hmm. them for having something on the shelf even when it may not be the thing that you were looking for. Um, you know, I just, we we miss those little elements of so life. Maybe you know, where did all the toilet paper go and the Clorox wipes? <laughs> where, where did the toilet paper and the Clorox wipes go? That's what we want to know. There's there's the, the last aside I've got for you. 
Do They're you? not in my house. Okay. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. <laughs> but seriously, that's what we want to know. If anybody's Where's got that, that answer, garage? call the listener line. We'll give you a free book, 866-713-9675. Where did all the toilet paper and Clorox wipes go? Okay, Kathy, one other thing you brought up that, you know, that work is toil. But God gave us work before the fall. And I think it's really important she for us to remember. work isn't toil. Well, but it was yeah. toil, but oh, now it's yeah. not toil. Okay. But, but yeah. that God gave us work before the fall, that God gave work to Adam and Eve as a gift that after sin yes. it became more difficult. But you're right, Jesus redeemed our work and we can flourish in our work today. Right. But it is hard. it's good to remember that work wasn't a result of sin. Work was given to us yes. as a gift from God. All right, so yeah. you've, got, you've, you've had a long journey. You've had a journey of, of really learning some incredible things. I, and I want to get to some of those details here in a second, but I want to thank, actually, I just want to go out and, and give some time to our sponsors. Many things in life are out of your control, but you can control the content you listen to. I Work For Him has created a podcast with you in mind. Subscribe to the I Work For Him Power Pod on your favorite podcast platform, and you can choose to listen on demand. Shows release several times per week and offer 15-minute highlights of content to help you learn to transform your workplace into a mission field. Subscribe today by searching for I Work For Him Power Pod on your favorite podcast platform. All right, now back to Kathy book. All right, so Kathy, let's let's talk about this. How are people? How do the women in your community benefit from you learning to live out your faith in your work? The biggest benefit has happened from creating women in the marketplace. And whenever I stepped out of that career, it gave me the time and the space to see how I needed how I could actually step back into the same place and help others. So, so often, I think our story is how God used, God uses our story to help redeem other people, right? And help other people like through their struggles. So when I left my career, a lot of women came up to me and said, hey, I'm really having a hard time. I feel like I'm alone in this. I feel like I'm, I'm struggling under the pressure. I can't balance the workload plus my family. And so, the, you know, the benefit was then saying, okay, I have time now. I have space now. I can help you. I can help uncover what are some of the ways that we can be a community and you know through fellowship through community through sharing our stories is how we can really help each other the most and so we just created space we created initially space for groups to meet and talk about the struggle talk about how how things were going in their work what were they up against you know some people had um, someone they were working for that they felt not appreciated and you know a lot of women struggle with having a mentor like someone that they look, can look up to in leadership that's a woman that they can aspire to want to be like someday. Women struggle with having a sponsor that supports them and someone that shows them that they can do better. So we wanted to create this space where we could be that for each other. And that was the biggest part was how do we create a very safe space where people could come in, they could talk about the struggle they're having and not be fearful of someone else going back, talking about it at work or spreading that rumor or any of that other stuff. It was just a very safe space to have those conversations. So that began um, something that now you call women in the marketplace, right? Yes. So um, again, and the website for people as they're getting curious, they're leaning in, it's womeninmarketplace.net. So go check it out and see for yourself um, what God has to offer. So so the issue, so what you're saying, what you shared is that the struggle that you are having at work is not an unusual struggle. It is widespread amongst yeah. Christian working women. Yes, but no one knew. I didn't know. 
I had no idea any other people struggled the same that I did until I left. So once I once I walked away, it opened a door for people to come to me and have that conversation and say, oh, you were struggling? Like, I thought you were really strong. I never would imagine that you were having a hard time. And so we would have those conversations over coffee and breakfast and lunches and just amazing the number of people that that wanted to quit their job too, who felt like, I think God's calling me someplace else and I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to walk away. Like, I don't I feel like there's the fear of, but I can't leave this. It's all I know. It's all I have. And mm-hmm. I'll never be successful if I go someplace else. Mm-hmm. And so it was amazing the number of people who were having the same conversations. And one of the biggest things we find from small group is the, the eye opener of I'm not alone. Like we feel alone and we are so afraid to tell anyone where we are and, and just meeting with someone else and having that conversation and finding out I'm not alone. It doesn't even change the situation, but you feel better. Yeah. You know you're not alone. And I want to talk about that for a minute. And then I, I want you to share what women in the marketplace really sure. is so people can kind of get a perspective of that and the yeah. why. But speak to the listener just for a moment about this concept of them feeling alone, especially the Christian working woman, but everybody that, you know, maybe feels like they're the only one in it. What is the first step they should take or how can you encourage them to um, reach out to somebody? Oh, absolutely. This was a question I was mentoring a a young lady that was getting ready to start her career at Kroger. And her dad had asked me if I would sit down and have that conversation with her. And she said, what's your number one advice on what to do when I start this new career? I said, find someone who you can confide in, someone that you work with, or if you want it to be outside of work and you want to join a small group, you can join small groups. When in the marketplace is one option, but you can join small groups at your church, in your community, with your friends, but your coworkers are who you spend so much of your waking hours with. Mm-hmm. So if you can find some trusted friends with that you work with, it will enhance the ability for you to get through your workday. Because anytime something comes at you, you have a, a bad phone call, you get an email that sort of raises your blood pressure a little bit because you're you want to respond in, in a good, positive way, but you're pretty upset. And so you want to go have that friend to sit and talk to. Um, find anyone that you share like-minded um, views with yeah, and just have a conversation and say, hey, can we trust each other in this? Can we build a relationship where um, when we're going through something tough, we can pray about it, we can talk about it, we can help each other through it. That encouragement goes so far towards work-life balance and existence. So then tell us about work, uh, women in the marketplace. What is it and, and why do women yeah. get involved? Absolutely. Um, well, it's a small group, so it's mostly meeting around Cincinnati area, but we have virtual groups that meet as well. And we just published our book. Um, it is available on Amazon, of course, and awesome. it's called Unleashed and it's living a fully integrated life. And so the, the thought process, there's three sections to that. And what we want to do is really help women through a process And it starts with just understanding what I told you I had to understand is that faith and work can't exist together and that work should be fun and it should be good. And there's purpose in it. Um, One of those purposes is relationships. And so then the whole second section goes through relationships and how kingdom relationships exist and what pitfalls that brings. How do we deal with the conflict that brings? And then how do we honor the people that we work with? The last section of that walks people through the good life. So we believe God's plan for the good life is what work is about. It's about doing life with God and not 
him being separate from us, but walking right beside us. And, and, and it really being this adventurous journey. So the Women in the Marketplace is really created as a, a, a curriculum to help people on that journey. And that's meant to be used either within your workplace, within your own small group. It, it doesn't mean joining necessarily a group we have that exists. It means anyone can facilitate. These are the easiest study guides you will ever see. We created these for working women who are super busy. So there's no one hour homework a night. There's no reading plan that you have to complete. You can miss a week and show up the next week and you can join right in the conversation. You can jump in midstream. Like it is meant for um, really key in on being able to meet together, have conversation, have lunch, and just have fellowship and community. I love that because it doesn't put the burden out there, but it gives the blessing. It gives the ability for people to bond with others and to really have that that place that you just described. So um, I've put the link on the on our Facebook feed as well for Thank the you. book, as well as the website. And, um, you know, I am sure that there are many people leaning in right now, intrigued by this, um, this great, idea that God has given you and allowed you to birth. All right. So wh- who are the typical, I mean, is this just for business women or is this for any, any Christian working woman that's mm-hmm. in a workplace of any type? Absolutely. Great question. Because I think a lot of the, the confusion at first was it was only Kroger people. You couldn't go <laughs> unless you were at Kroger. Uh, we have every, um, every type of work, nonprofit working. Um, we do have a lot of corporate people as well, but any industry is, it fits with anything that you're doing. Um, the only thing that I would say is, you know, staying at home, not as good. If you're working at home, totally fine. It, it does connect a lot to the marketplace sure. working. It does, right. it does key in on that. We're going to take another break. Just thank a sponsor before we ask Kathy Book one last question. Field manuals have been around for decades. You and I are soldiers serving in the mission fields at work. The I Work For Him field manual are intended to provide the practical, tactical, factual, and biblical perspectives around work, women at work, and retirement. Our field manuals provide the detailed biblical information and faith-based how-tos for Christ followers like you serving in the field. Go to iworkforhim.com forward slash bookstore and request your free chapter today. That's iworkforhim.com forward slash bookstore. Thanks for going digital. All right, now back to Kathy Book. All right, Kathy, last question for the day. Do you see yourself being called back into the corporate world with your new faith and work perspective? Do you see it that that's the next step for you? I think that's the challenge, right? So you can't just write a book and then tell everyone else, go do it. (laughs) Well, you can. (laughs) Do as I say, not as I do. Like I, I, it was obvious I wasn't successful when I was in my career, uh, but I am, so I have a part-time position. And I practice everything that we write, everything that's in our book, I have lived out and made sure. And as, as God only can do, as it was being written, he was challenging me in each of those areas. So if you read anything that comes up, like if it's, if it's empathy, something would happen that week on how do I manage empathy within in my workplace. And so, yeah, so that part-time job has allowed me to live out these practices. I did have an opportunity for a full-time job recently that I, I considered and thought maybe was was time to take full action of does living faith at work happen and felt like God really said um, choose quality of life and for me quality of life is a balance it's the balance between being in the corporate war- world but also being in ministry and helping others see that 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 
gap can be bridged. And even better, seeing yourself in your full-time work as in being in ministry. That's when you really take it to the next level. Because literally, as a, as a manager of a grocery store, you're the lead pastor or whatever your yeah. next career may be. Kathy Book, we really are excited that you brought to our attention Women in the Marketplace right there out of Cincinnati, but virtually online, womeninmarketplace.net, womeninmarketplace.net. If people go out there to the website, can they sign up for your next study? I mean, how hard is it to get signed up with you guys? They can just click to click to register for us and we'll reach out. So they'll get an email from me and we'll have a conversation and see how we can plug them in. Awesome. Thank Very you, good. Kathy. Yeah. Thank you, Kathy Thank Book. You, really appreciate it. Womeninmarketplace.net, womeninmarketplace.net. You got to check them out online. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iworkforhim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iworkforhim and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number number four, him.com.